a type of medicine that trains your body to fight any foreign agent. Plants are helpful for the ecosystem. It's an electronic device for storing and processing data. The nervous system is all the collection of nerves in your body. Yeast is a eukaryote. Welcome to Spectacular Science, where it's all about science, with your host, so dusty okay let me just open this book here oh wow there's so many pictures of me as a baby whoa there's me reading a book even though i didn't know how to read back then oh and there's me playing with a car it's a toy car don't worry and there's me with food all over my face. Oh, yeah, probably because I couldn't eat properly back then. Oh, hey, listeners. Oh, didn't see you there. Welcome back to Spectacular Science. I'm Akshay. Let me just hide the picture of me with food all over my face. Okay, good. You can't see it. Great. Well, anyway, I was just looking at my photo album, and I realized that there were so many pictures of me as a baby, but I couldn't even remember all those things. Wait. How are memories formed, and how do we remember them, and how do we recall them when we need them? Well, that's really cool. We should really find out what that is. And that's what this episode is about. It's all about memories, how they work, how they're formed, and how we actually recall them when we need it. First of all, let's start off with what a memory really is. A memory is basically information inside of your brain that is sensory information, which means things that you sense with your senses, like sights, smells, sounds and even what you feel in your hands. And that's all stored in neurons or brain cells. These neurons are all connected together. And all those neurons connected together and that are active at a specific time form those memories. That's called a memory trace. It's not the actual event or thing that happens. It's just a trace of it or an outline of it. Just like how you trace your hand on a piece of paper, it's not your hand, but it is an outline of your hand. So basically, memories are collections of information inside of neurons, which are brain cells. Now, how are memories actually made and formed inside of our brain? Well, all of this happens inside the hippocampus. I know, that's a weird name. It's the hippocampus. It's an area inside of your brain that's dedicated to memory and actions. Let's see how that works. So first, let's say we have something that you do. Hmm, let's get an example. Oh yeah, like that one time I was hiking in a forest and it was really scary and I was climbing a mountain and that was so cool. So let's take that memory for instance. Now, these neurons are active during that time. They all pick up the senses and the sensory inputs from all of our senses. 
So I'm seeing mountains, forests, birds. I'm smelling that earthy um smell, which is really good actually. I'm I'm I am hearing lots of bird noises, leaves rustling, me walking. And I I don't really taste anything, but I do taste that crisp air. And of course, I'm touching rocks and trees and my supplies. So all that information is stored inside of those neurons and the hippocampus. So then the brain looks for significant or special events. Like that time when I was climbing up the mountain, when I saw a cool bear, it wasn't gonna hurt me. It was just watching me climb up the mountain. Oh, that's really cool. I never knew bears like to watch people climb. Anyway, when I saw that bear, which I had never seen before, my brain jumped into action. It was saying, whoa, this is a cool memory. We better document this. And that's how I still had the memories of hiking in the forest. It's all because of my brain picking up all those sensory inputs and then finding the significant parts of it and making a memory. And those memories are all stored in the hippocampus. So they keep these memories from colliding with other neurons from other memories. So they keep these neurons separate. And now we have a memory which is a collection of neurons with sensory inputs. Yay, we've created a memory, woohoo! Next is recalling that memory. Say I wanna tell my friends about that hike. Now what does my brain do? Well, the Hickville campus scans the memories for the memories that will match those sensory inputs. Then, those neurons which are active during my hike light up again and they give me all the information that I need of those memories. And that's how we actually recall those memories. It's because those neurons which were active before are brought back online and I get all the information from my senses just imagining it and it's actually an experience but I'm not actually experiencing it. It's all just stored in my brain. And these are only the significant events. Some of the smaller events kind of fade away over time. This has to do with the different types of memories. There are actually two different types. There are long-term and short-term memories. Long-term memories, as the name suggests, stay for a long time. They're usually things that you've learned, things that you've experienced or encountered, and habits like tying your shoes and brushing your teeth. These long-term memories are very important for survival or are very significant or special or important. These long-term memories stick around for a long time. And that's why you can remember lots of things like that hike and maybe even the first time you were going on a scary roller coaster, but it ended up being fun. Those are all examples of long-term memories. Now let's go into short-term memories. As the name suggests, short-term memories are memories that only stick around for a short amount of time. Short-term memories are things like people's names, phone numbers, 
or just small things that you might not remember later, like brushing your teeth last night. Do you remember brushing how you brushed your teeth last night? Not really, because those are all short-term memories and are not significant and are not marked by the brain as special. Now, your baseball swing, juggling, all these skills that you have, how do they come about? Are those memories? Well, yes, they are memories, but they're stored in a different place because they're used more widely and a lot more. These memories, like the baseball swing, brushing your teeth, tying your shoes, and all that is stored in a part of the brain called the striatum. The striatum controls all those actions that are uh, really needed for survival or just for fun. And they're also used a lot, which means that they're easily accessible. Instead of the hippocampus looking for those memories, the striatum just picks up those memories that are really important, and you can just do those out of memory. Now, why do we forget things? Because that's a really common problem among humans. It can be of age when brain cells are not really responsive. It could also be because they're all short-term memories. And you usually forget those short-term memories. It can also be because those neurons which are active are being used for something else at the moment. When neurons are being used for something else at the moment, that means that you can't really recall that memory, but later you can actually recall it. It's kind of like how you're trying to look for your keys or car keys. So you kind of forget about it and then suddenly you just remember it. That's probably because those neurons, which are supposed to be active and uh, ready, are not, really, are not really ready or they're being used for something else. And that's why you forget some things. And those are the basics of memory. Memory is a really complicated subject. And humans are always trying to figure out more things about the human brain. Because the human brain is a really complex thing. You know what? I want to go back to my photo album and look for special hints that could help me remember my time as a baby. Let me get this photo album. But before I go, what did we learn today? We learned that memories are just collections of neurons that were active at one point in time. These neurons usually contain sensory information from all of our senses. There are two types of memories, long-term and short-term memories. Long-term memories are used more and last longer, and short-term memories are used at the moment and are not really stored in our brain for a long time. We sometimes forget things because we don't have enough sleep, or the neurons that are responsible for memories are doing something else at the time. Or it can also be because you can't really recall them at that time. Humans are still learning so much about memories and the human brain. It's all really cool to think that this all happens in our brains automatically without us actually thinking about it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Spectacular Science. Spectacular Science is produced and hosted by me, Akshay. Our theme song is by Charan Ramachandran. 
please visit my website, spectacularsci.com, to find interactive activities, articles, and blog posts. That's spectacularsci.com. That's spectacularsci.com. We now have a membership where you can get interactive activities, facts of the day, and courses. Sign up at spectacularsci.com slash membership. That's spectacularsci.com slash membership. Please contact me by going to spectacularsci.com slash contact or emailing me at podcast at spectacularsci.com. I love getting your episode suggestions, questions, and comments. Keep them coming. It makes my day. Please subscribe to Spectacular Science on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Amazon Music. Please spread the word about this show and ask your friends to subscribe by subscribing. You and your friends or family get all the episodes automatically. Please also write a review on Apple Podcasts to make this show available to more people. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you 